Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Modern Entrepreneur at the 50th Parallel. My name is Rose Klukas, and I'm the Manager of Economic Development for the City of Campbell River. And welcome to our guest, Lavana Harvey from Gathering Place Trading. Now, Lavana, before we get started chatting about life as an entrepreneur, tell us a little bit about Gathering Place. What is it? What kind of business is it? Yeah, thanks, Rose. We are a family business who imports organic teas, spices, sea salt, vanilla from all the countries around the world. We also import or we bring products in rather from Canada as well. And uh, we hand select family farms or cooperatives in the countries that we travel to. And we're always looking for products that are exceptional quality, great story, benefiting the local economies. The farmers are farming sustainably and with great care for the earth. So we have a real selection process in those products that we bring in. What inspired you to start this business? Yeah, really our inspiration was we were traveling in South Africa and my husband is from South Africa. So we wanted to marry our two countries in some way so that we could continue to travel there while we are living in Canada. So we were traveling in South Africa in our camper van and we came across a rooibos tea farm and we uh, went to uh, visit these farmers who we had never met before and immediately fell in love with the farmers and the the tea that they provided us. The rooibos was the best quality we had ever tasted. And so we asked the question, well, you know, how could we import this product to Canada? Because at the time we were organic farmers and we had just moved to Cortez Island and we were looking for a new way to make a living. And the farmer said, well, you've come to the right place and we'd, we'd love to provide you with this rooibos. And in the end, we traded our camper van. He fell in love with our camper van. We fell in love with the tea. So we traded our camper van for a ton of tea. That is a great story. Yeah. So you're on Cortez. How are you connected to Campbell River? Yeah, so we, eight years ago, moved our company from Cortez to Campbell River. The logistics of trying to run a business that's all about shipping and receiving and bringing things in from other countries made Cortez not really a possible destination for housing the business. So when our kids needed to come to high school, we also don't have a high school on Cortez. So when our kids needed to come to town, we moved the business as well. And it was just such a great move for us. Uh, We have a commercial facility right downtown at 13th and Ironwood. And Campbell River's been so good to us from, you know, just other great like-minded businesses to being very central and easy for all the courier services to do pickups and deliveries and trucking companies to, you know, the city of Campbell River Economic Development and the Campbell River Angel Investors. We just absolutely love having the business located here in Campbell River. So, I mean, you've already given us a little bit of a history of your business and entrepreneurs are definitely known for doing things differently and sometimes translating 
you know, a vision or values into a business, which is what you have done here. Give us a bit more background on how you developed that culture, taking your goal of sustainable product, bringing it to market here in Canada. What are some of the things that you've learned doing this? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I think when you asked, you know, what was the reason why we started the company, you know, the first thing that jumped into my mind was to give money away. We've always felt really impassioned about providing benefit to the communities where our products come from. And we take great pleasure in that, in finding grassroots projects in the countries of origin, in the communities where our products come from. And then we give back 1% of our gross sales to those projects. We used to do 13% of profit, but as our business has grown, we discovered that sometimes 13% of profit was almost nothing in growth years. So that's where we decided to do 1% of sales because it would be impactful, an impactful amount each year. So that's something that's been embedded as one of our company pillars right from the beginning. And then other sustainability pillars would be just the way that we operate our business. We definitely don't stand by like the status quo of kind of disposable economy. We recycle and reuse everything that we possibly can right from using recycled boxes that we get from our local store here, Healthy Way, Natural Foods. And so we'll we'll put a stamp on those boxes that say, you know, we use recycled boxes caring for Mother Earth and uh, we also do extensive recycling and composting in our facility. We treat our staff incredibly well. We imagine that our staff is our family and how would we want to be treated or how would we want our children to be treated and so we pay fairly right from the get-go starting wage at gathering places $18 an hour which for Campbell River is a living wage and we also provide extended medical benefits as well as incentives for walking or commuting to work by bike or carpooling with someone. So our staff get a CO2 credit for that, which is $5 a day addition. So yeah, those are just some of the things off the top of my head. That is really interesting. And uh, I was going to ask you later on to talk about workforce, because one of the things we hear about quite often in economic development is that people are challenged in finding people to work for them. It's not unique to Campbell River at all. But you've talked about ways that you are diligent about the culture in your workplace. Is it a challenge for you to find people? Or do you think some of those things that you are offering incentivize people to come and work for you? Yeah, absolutely. People are incentivized to come and work for us. And we haven't had a challenge finding staff. I mean, for sure, it's always a process when you look for staff. There's a big interview process and maybe a lot of applicants who are just firing out resumes. And so to find the right candidate is always challenging. But we have managed to fill every position that we have put out there. I think that people do want to have meaning in their lives. And so if they're working in a workplace where they're seen and valued and they have a feeling of being a part of something, being a part of a team, being part of a family. We like to refer to our team like family. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a really big difference, especially post-COVID. 
I think a lot of people are looking for more more meaning in their lives. Well, we certainly have heard that as well. And it is interesting, you talked about a number of other things that we hear are really important to local businesses and things that we are trying to do to help our local businesses, including guiding in the circular economy or encouraging that local supply chain. And I think all those things strengthen relationships within the community where your workers are part of it as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. There has to be benefit for the entire circle of what we do from the farms, the family farms and suppliers to giving back to transport companies, you know, using local companies for printing. Like we love using River Inc. here in town to do a lot of our printing to getting our packaging created here in British Columbia in the Lower Mainland and our boxes made on Vancouver Island. And all of those things contribute to a healthy local economy and a more meaningful workplace for all mm-hmm. when you're not doing it for the bottom, you know, for the bottom line, it's it's when you're doing it for all the other reasons, the bottom line also naturally flows in your favor. I think the pandemic has also brought to people's attention that uh, shopping local that that is important, and I think it also has highlighted what kind of businesses we actually have. You mentioned in Campbell River on Vancouver Island in BC, we have a lot of businesses that people can tap into. Okay, we've talked about uh, how your business started based on some of your goals and ideals. Have your priorities changed from when you started? I think that we still hold dear all of those same things that we began the company with. I would say it's just a larger scale now. Like our our mind can expand more into how can we be of more benefit? How can our business serve the community as well as our family, as well as our, our whole collective of of farmers? But I would say we still stand by the same the same values as we began. And so when you look back, because you've been in this business for some time, what important lessons have you learned? Or are there some mistakes that you could have avoided that other entrepreneurs might be able to learn from you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So many mistakes. (laughs) Um, And so many successes as well. But that is the journey of being an entrepreneur for sure. I guess I would say to not be afraid to borrow money, not be afraid to ask for help and seek out mentors and people who know more than you do. I think sometimes in my effort to keep the business small and true and grassroots, I sometimes overlooked possible synergies or possible help or support that could have been out there and also not wanting to go into debt, you know, as a young person. And I think this applies whether you're an entrepreneur or just starting out in life, there tends to be this fear around borrowing money. And I think particularly as an entrepreneur, it's something really important to do. Of course, having a business plan and having great, you know, Excel spreadsheets that are guiding you are also essential in partnership to that because you have to have a very vetted and successful idea in order to move your business forward. So I wouldn't recommend necessarily, you know, blindly borrowing money, but with with great care. I'm really pondering that. So when you started out, you started out with an idea. Did you know those basic kind of business things like 
building a business plan or did you just wing it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely was on the winging it end of things. (laughs) I have a university degree in urban planning. And so that was my forte at the beginning of the business. And so I unfortunately took very few business courses in university. I think I only did one accounting course. (laughs) And so, no, I didn't have the skills at the beginning. Definitely learned as I went along, stumbled a lot, but luckily did have some great mentors on Cortez Island. I have a, a great friend, Jason Andrews, who provided me just so much help over the years. And uh, he's a retired business person on Cortez. And to a lot of those people, like I'm so, so grateful because they really opened my eyes to what it takes to be a successful business person. And then really, I don't know if you're still going to ask me about it or not, Rose, but you know, this experience that I recently had with the city of Campbell Rivers uh, Next Stream contest and the Campbell River Angel Investors group, I just found that to be incredible experience for me with the level of mentorship. And I really can't say enough for seeking mentors, people who know more than you. And it it, it doesn't mean that you're not successful to ask for that kind of help. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up because we are really well supported in economic development by our Campbell River Area Angel Group. And so I agree, they bring so much value to businesses through mentorship and and, uh, through the experiences that they've had building their own careers and businesses. Yeah, I just found it to be so helpful. Like, to be perfectly honest, um, we founded our company in 2003, and I have never written a business plan until this year through the support of the of the Campbell River area angel group. Yeah, interesting. That's really interesting. So we've talked about um, business plans, we've talked about workforce. How do you market your business? Any secret tips on how to get the word out that you have this fabulous business? Yeah, great question. In the early years, I mean, 20 years ago, of course, social media wasn't really a thing. And so in the early years, I really, what do they call it? Boots to the ground. Mm-hmm. That was my main my main method. And I tried to visit as many stores as I could. And my observation was if I went to a store in person, which often I was cold calling, but sometimes I would set up appointments in advance. But if I went to the store, I was kind of 80% sure that I would be able to get our products into that store. I had already, of course, done the homework that that store was a likely fit, for example. And uh, But now I would say 20 years later, absolutely being on social media is an important part of it or having those channels open and available for people to know you. It's it's how the customer these days gets to know you is by mm-hmm. looking you up online and checking out your various handles and portfolios out there. And also now we have diversified into several routes to market. So whereas before our main route to market was just wholesaling to retail stores, now we also 
sell directly to consumers through our website, and we also wholesale to manufacturing customers. So I think increasing okay. the customer base is also another great growth strategy and tool for marketing. Uh, that was going to be my question. Where can I find your product? So I can I can buy it directly online, but I can also find it in stores. Do you market all through Canada or what is your market? Yeah, we are a nationwide brand now, which is very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, last September we launched into Whole Foods in Ontario. And so that provided us with a nice presence in the East as well. Mostly we cater to primarily the small scale natural food shop in every town is like our favored customer. So, you know, here on the island, for example, Healthy Way Natural Foods or Smith and Lee Butchers or Wildflowers and Company, they all carry our products here in Campbell River, Edible Island in Courtney, Community Farm Store in Duncan. So those types of, you know, natural food stores. But yeah, definitely online, our presence is is growing. And we're just about to move our website to Shopify, which will increase the consumer experience of being able to purchase online. And so yeah, our website is gatheringplacetrading.com. So you have some wonderful spices, but do you also have some spice blends? Yes, yeah, we do. So yeah, pumpkin spice. <laughs> yes, we do. Because it's pumpkin spice season. I was thinking, <laughs> I'm pretty sure last year I picked up a package of the pumpkin spice stuff for my latte. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves pumpkin spice starting in September. It's sort of like an alarm bell goes off in everyone's <laughs> mind. Pumpkin spice season. Yeah, so for this for the season, we have pumpkin spice, we have a mulling spice, we have have a chai spice which nice. is really nice because you can make any style chai with black tea or green tea or rooibos so you can just buy the chai spices and we have an apple spice and pickling spice as well oh, nice so the pickling is great for doing of course dill pickles but also for krauts and ferments as well a lot of people are really into fermenting now so absolutely yeah Interesting. So can you recall what would you say is one of your most satisfying moments in your career? Hmm. Wow, great question. I think I would say asking for help and having an overwhelming positive response to that request for help. I actually really like that theme. You've said it a few times today, and I think we're all naturally averse to asking for help. It somehow seems like not the thing to do, but you're absolutely right. We should be learning from each other and sharing what we know with each other. Yeah, it is so satisfying. Yeah, I, I attend um, an, an event on Cortez at Hollyhock called SVI, Social Ventures Institute. And in October 2019, I was really at a growth time of the business and couldn't finance the business myself anymore, but almost didn't even know what the solution was. And I went to this great group of like-minded entrepreneurs and I did a problem-solving session and sort of indicated what my problem was, which was yikes, like, I can't finance the business anymore. And everybody was like, I mean, of course you can't, like, you need help, mm -hmm. you know, and so just to have people, you know, kind of um, be able to have the answers and reach out so quickly with support, and then basically to physically receive the, res the, res the support as well through, um, you know, angel kind of 
loans, friendly loans, um, and investment was really a big highlight for me, made me realize that I was on the right path. So do you want to share with us any future plans for your beautiful business? Hmm. Yeah, thank you. I would love to. So we are this fall launching a line of Mexican inspired spices. We have a new supplier in New Mexico that is providing us with chipotle chili peppers and ancho chili peppers. Mm -hmm. And we're making like a Tex-Mex chili blend and another Mexican seasoning with kind of like chili and lemon. And then very excitedly, yeah, we're going to be launching a blend that's all Vancouver Island grown nice. um, or the Gulf Islands. And um, so we've been growing a lot of those herbs on Cortez and it's like a Herbs de Provence, but we're calling it something like Herbs of the Islands or <laughs> Herbs of Van Isle. And we're excited to launch that. And that's going to include BC kelp. Nice. Um, yeah. We're also getting into some kelp farming ourselves um, just oh, off of Reed Island. So it will include kelp and it will include lavender from some local lavender farms and rosemary and thyme and oregano. Wonderful. Well, we've come to the point of our podcast where I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Rapid Fire. Lavana, what was your first job? It was a dog walking service. If you were not doing your current job, what would you be doing? Probably body work, massage therapy. What is your connection to Campbell River? It was the place I had to come for my kids to go to high school, and it is now a place I've learned to love and appreciate for all of its natural beauty and tight and small community. So finish this sentence. A modern entrepreneur is... Someone who can adapt quickly and easily to the changing landscape of business and not get too ruffled. What is something no entrepreneur should be without? A day book. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. (laughs) And, And a true answer. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this afternoon. Thank you, Rose. That was really fun. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Modern Entrepreneur podcast series. For more information and to hear more, visit campbellriver.ca.